Hey neighbor, Woo, we got some bad weather coming our way. We got a hard, hard freeze coming in. Everybody's a little upset about that, what to do. We're talking about strategies in your garden with this cold weather today. We're talking about strategies, what you're going to plant this coming year. And we're talking about new products. So let's get after it. Well, next week they're talking about some hard, hard cold weather coming in. Before we talk about that, let's talk about the weather yesterday. We had a really bad storm. A lot of people want to know how we fared. We did good. We did good. It was good. actually the day before yesterday. Well, when this airs, <laughs> you're messing me up. Yeah. We actually a day late shooting. Yeah, so we because, we'll, because of the we rain. got over three inches of rain, around three and a half inches of rain. So a lot of wind. A lot of wind. We did. We're fine. No damage here. Uh, we didn't even lose power, which is unusual. Right. Uh, Valdosta town close by lost power for probably eight or nine hours. Oh really? Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. So there were some places around. We did fine. Thank you for your thoughts and your prayers. We we're good. We we're back at it, and we got it. Think about what's coming up. Mm-hmm. Now cold weather. Cold weather. So we're getting a lot of people uh, on the group talking about cold weather, emails, phone calls, everybody. And, and for good reason. It's uh, yeah. <clears throat> Someone called yesterday, said they were going to have three days of single digits at night. Mm -hmm. And what to do about her radishes and rutabaggers. So this is this is the strategy I think everybody should go after. You know, if if you're going to get down into single digits, go ahead and harvest as much as you can because you're playing with fire at that point. Uh, most cool weather crops, most cool weather crops will tolerate down into the teens if they are covered with like a row cover. We have a supreme row cover that we sell that we use that we really like. If you use something like that, you can probably if you get mature plants, not not beginning plants but if you got mature plants then uh cover you're probably gonna be okay at that point so if you get down into single digits oh man mm -hmm. this you're on your own on that one it can, you can get yeah, some damage she's there. like i don't have anything but old sheets i said well that's better than nothing yep yeah the best thing's a row cover next best thing is the old sheet the next best thing after that is pine straw or something like that anything will cover up keep that frost off of them insulate them a little bit will work if you hear something in the background maggie jane's wandering around the studio here she says she wanted these out there but uh yeah that and another thing don't forget about i got seedlings in my greenhouse mm -hmm. don't forget about heating that greenhouse or if you got seedlings outside bringing them inside prepare for that uh you know we're not gonna get into things like pets and things like that because that's not our jantra plants and gardeners our thing and we can give you advice on that but cover cover it uh Go ahead and gather what you can that you can maybe salvage. Cover, say a little prayer. How cold is it supposed to get 23 here. here. Now, a lot of our listeners out there is going to be down into the uh, teens and single digits. So it's it's vast across what it's going to do different places there. So we need the cold weather. Uh, you know, we've not had a lot of cold weather up north. Now, we have here in the south, but up north not had a lot of cold weather. Cold weather is a good thing. It gives us chill hours on some of our fruit trees. It helps us with our insect pressure, kills some of those bugs that we're going to be fighting later in the year. So it's a good thing. It's a natural thing, but sometimes it catches us uh, catches a little off guard and uh, we <clears throat> you know last year we had the arctic blast in january that caused some damage but for the most part we hadn't had any real real cold cold weather in the last three or four years so we've got we're growing a lot more things in winter time than maybe we have in the past 
it's just natural. But we can do some things to help with that. Also, make sure your plants are not drought stressed. Now, we just got three and a half inches rain yesterday, so nothing we got here is drought stressed. But if you do live in an area where you're not been getting any rain, you want to make sure those plants are uh, hydrated. They got plenty of moisture there. That will help dramatically because when that leaf is stressing from drought, from not having enough water, it's a lot more susceptible to damage. So water, cover, say a little prayer, and then move on. Susceptible. Yeah, it's close. That was close, wasn't it? <laughs> I always uh, get a chuckle when you say that yeah. word. Yeah, <laughs> I've, uh, I've worked on that word for a long time, and I still don't have it down, but I do the best I can with it. So what we got in your garden? You got grapefruit that you, you yes. better go ahead and get it, girl. <laughs> well, I did. I went ahead and picked it. Um, you want to cut it for me? Yeah. So you had one grapefruit? No, I actually had three, and I ate two of them. Um, I was going to save this to sh show on the show. So last year I bought some fruit trees, which I have not got planted yet. Uh, two of them didn't make anything, but the grapefruit, and they're not big grapefruit. Cut it one more time. You're not a fan of grapefruit. I am not a fan of grapefruit. Oh, I love me some grapefruit with some salt. We don't need salt here. I don't think so. There was some down there. No? Seasoning salt. No, I don't want seasoned salt. But look at that. Isn't that pretty? What variety? Do you remember what that is? No, I still got it on the... Good vitamin C there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love uh, tangelos, had similar things like that. I'm not a grapefruit fan, near mm. uh, a fan of Although juice. I can't, had a little, I've had a little gunk going on. My taste ain't quite back yet. Yep. So we're going to be talking about new seeds today. We're also going to do a little fun thing, talk about what if you could only plant 10 things for 2024. Now think about that. You can only plant 10 things for 2024. It really causes you to think about the importance of what you want to grow and why you want to grow those. And we've both come up with a list of ours. Mm -hmm. What would you grow if you could only grow 10 things the entire year of 2024? We've got a list. We would also encourage you to do the same thing. It's a good exercise to do. Yeah. And, and along with that, you know, we're trying to do the not going to the grocery store. Um, I've been cleaning out my pantry, reorganizing, mm -hmm. taking inventory. So that helped me build my list. Mm -hmm. So you want to go first? Or you want me to go first? You go first. All right. I'm going to go first because I put a little bit of thought into mine. Uh, number one, <clears throat> and these are really, the way I put mine in order is in order of importance. So I'm going to start with one and go down to ten. And then I'm going to touch on a couple of things that's why they're not on the list. Number one is field corn. Now, field corn is important for me because we put field corn up in the freezer and we use it for a lot of different things that is the basis of our food source. Corn flour, cornmeal, grits, those things. So field corn is probably one of the most important things for us. If you're a small backyard gardener, you probably don't get it because you don't have room to grow those. If you're a larger gardener like we are and you have room to grow these other crops, field corn is really important. It's fun to grow. Didn't take a lot of resources for us. So that's number one on my list. And my two top varieties is Jimmy Red and Hickory King. Now there's other varieties out there such as Trucker's Favorite that are wonderful. 
But you know how we all are. We got our favorite varieties, and that's my two is Jimmy Red and, and Hickory King. Number two on my list is sweet corn. And you say corn and corn, yeah, but they're two different things, and we treat them, we grow them different, we harvest them different, and we consume them different. Sweet corn is number two on my list because we put up a lot of sweet corn, and it is a staple. It is a staple with our food source is to be able to pull cream corn. Now, we don't do corn on the cob. If you do, that's fine. We only do cream corn. We cut it off and we freeze it. And you have canned some in the past. Mm -hmm. But for the most part, we freeze it. But it's something that we eat on a weekly basis. So sweet corn, as far as a food source, is really important for us. Number three is Irish potatoes. Irish potatoes is on my list because they store well without refrigeration and it's another great food source that doesn't take a lot of inputs for us. It don't take up space in our pantry because we have it in the barn and we get six months easy, if not longer, storage out of our Irish potatoes. We do a good job of, of storing them. We put them in a cool, dark place and they store well. Simply go up there to the barn and get you a handful of potatoes when you need something to eat. How convenient is that without electricity? So right, I dehydrated a bunch of uh, potatoes this year. Number four on my list is sweet potatoes. <laughs> sweet potatoes uh, is on my list because of the same reason. Not a lot of inputs, grows in the hot, dry weather in the summertime, and also we can store them well. It's a great food source. Not much else to say about sweet potatoes, but I love growing sweet potatoes and we gotta have those. Number five on my list is onions. Mm -hmm. Onions on my list because we use them in our cooking a lot. We love onions and they store well, easy to grow. Also, we do really good with onions every year. Put them in that barn, store them without electricity and we can get anywhere up to, I think we can get much up to eight and nine months out of them sometimes. Not all of them, but we can kind of pick through them at eight or nine months after storage and still have onions there. Number six on my list is winter squash. Mm -hmm. Another reason, I'm going, if you kind of follow along, I'm going down this thing, things that store well, it's a good food source that we enjoy to eat, that stores well. Winter squash, delicados, those kind of things. Sweet dumplings are my favorite winter squash to grow. Those are the peppos. Uh, acorns are great. Uh, butternuts are great also. Any type of winter squash I think is a great food source to have on hand in that barn that stores well that you can go down there in a matter of minutes, get, come back, prepare, and have you a great meal. Number seven on my list is green beans. We put up a lot of green beans. We had green beans last night for dinner. Uh, we was there, we had to work late. So there at the last minute, we was trying to put dinner together. It was already dark. And we said, well, why don't we just pull out some green beans? We had steak, we grilled. Why don't we just pull out some green beans? Reached over on the cabinet, got them, put them down. Within minutes, we had them ready. Green didn't beans. Didn't put nothing on them but salt. Didn't, didn't put nothing on them but salt. Green beans is a wonderful source for us for canning and having those. Uh, I prefer to grow the bush type over the pole beans on my green beans, but that's just me. All right, number eight, and you're probably curious why this one didn't make further up in the list. <laughs> number eight is tomatoes. And tomatoes is probably the most popular vegetable grown in the garden. Now, some of you are going to give me trouble about the vegetable part of that because it's a fruit. It's actually a fruit, but uh, years ago, there was a uh, court battle. 
I said court battle. There was a court that actually ruled it as a vegetable. So we could kind of go back and forth and make fruit or vegetable, yeah. Uh, but <clears throat> tomatoes are one of the most popular things grown in the garden, probably the most popular thing grown in the garden. And this number eight in my list, and you say, well, that's crazy. But tomatoes, as far as soup, and we do put up some soup and tomato stuff, it doesn't sit well with me later on in life. It gives me heartburn. I find that I don't enjoy tomatoes preserved in Kansas as much as I did when I used to. However, there's nothing better to me than a fresh tomato sandwich mm -hmm. in the garden. And that's the reason it made number eight on my list. It's strictly because of eating a fresh sized garden. You're probably going to disagree with me on that one. Number nine is cucumbers mm -hmm. because I dearly love pickles. And you've gotten a lot better at making your pickles the last few years. <laughs> Get off of me, pickles. <laughs> your pickles have gotten a lot better. You struggled there to stop for a few but years. But you've said that like 10 times. I, I think we can move uh, on. You can move. <laughs> yeah, cucumbers, just, your pickles is getting good. Anyway, uh, pickles is on my list for that because of my love for pickles. And we can put them up and we can have those. And we have a lot of them we need to consume. We was looking at them last night. We was doing mm -hmm. pickle inventory. Number 10 on my list, carrots. Carrots is on my list because I love them. We just started doing this a couple years ago. I love them fermented. Mm -hmm. Man, I love them fermented. So I can sit down and eat just a, a meal off fermented carrots. May not be for everybody, but it's my thing. All right, so there's a lot of things that I left off there. That is my 10 top things. If I could only grow, I would grow these things. One thing that's left off my list, if everybody knows me well, I know what I grow over here is watermelons. Mm -hmm. I love watermelons, but I think watermelons is a... Uh, extra luxury, a luxury item, mm -hmm. uh, not I, a necessity. Not, not a necessity. That's where watermelon's got left off my list. Peppers got left off my list because I think uh, it's great seasoning, but I think it is as a. I just couldn't find room for peppers on my list. Mm -hmm. I understand it's going to be on other people's list, but there you have them. Okay, so my list is basically after doing inventory, what I feel I need to preserve next year. So it's not necessarily my favorite vegetables or sustainable vegetables. It's what I need to do to fill my pantry up. Um, number one is corn, sweet corn. Uh, last year I didn't preserve any, so I need to get on the ball and do that this year. Number two, potatoes and the Irish potatoes. Irish potatoes. And I dehydrated some as hash browns, some as um, the little cubes for soup and some for mashed potatoes and I've really enjoyed using those before I canned them um, but I like the freeze drying a lot better. Next is peppers. We eat a lot of salsa. Um, See, I think on my list. peppers nice. is important. Garlic and onion again because we a lot of seasoning um, herbs is next carrots because we like the fermented carrots um, and I put lettuce on mine really yes because hey I didn't put lettuce on mine. I thought about lettuce but I didn't put lettuce because on you can grow lettuce year-round whether inside or oh, outside good point and it's just an easy go-to to go cut that lettuce and have a quick salad. Good point. You can't preserve. That's the we downside can't of it. But it, you can't preserve. It's uh, very readily available. Yeah, with a good strategy, you can grow it year-round. 
I didn't think about that. I'm not sure if that's 10 or not, but that's my list. That's your list? Uh -huh. All right, folks. Give that some thoughts, and if you want to share it with other people, put it yeah. Put, put it in the below comments. If you don't, it's um, fine. What would be your ten things that you would grow for your family, whether it be for sustainability, what you can pres preserve, what your family will eat? And I've learned, I love to can stuff, but I, um, I try to be more selective when I'm canning that it's going to be something we're going to eat. Because there's nothing worse than throwing something out after three years. Yeah. I uh, Last night I found some old um, V8 juice that we did not um, use. That I mean, It was about 10 jars and I'll have to... Yeah, I can't take the tomato thing. The acidity thing. The acidity gives me heart. But now on the last chili I made... The chili I can take. It was good. Well, I found a way to kind of help mm -hmm. reduce that acidity. Yep. All right, so there you have it, folks. And I know it sounds kind of silly, but it's a great exercise. Whether you share it on the comments below or not, it's a great exercise for you to sit down and do with your significant other, with your family, and talk about 10 things that's most important for you to grow this year. All right, so let's talk about new seeds. We've got new seeds coming in almost daily. And we're going to go over some of those today, not all of them, but some of them today. And every week we're going to be hitting on some of these new products. We've got a lot of new hard goods coming in that we want to share with you guys in the next two or three weeks and other new seeds. But we're going to go over a handful of these new seeds today. First one, folks, is this one right here. That's Tarina Cherry Tomato. As you see it there, that is a yellow cherry tomato. And all right, so let me... It's Oh, it's crack resistant. Bright, it is bright yellow fruit, sweet flavor. Every, all the, the all the yellow cherry tomatoes are stacked up against sun sugar. Mm -hmm. Sun sugar is the gold medallion as of all cherry tomatoes. They're the best out there, hands down. So everything is great against them. So here is the deal with this one right here. This one has better crack resistance, has better disease resistance. It's a newer variety, but yet it still has as good or better flavor than shun sugar does. These are intermediate, excuse me, intermediate, indeterminate type tomatoes. But uh, this this is this is one I'm gonna grow this year. I'm not gonna grow sun sugar this year. I'm gonna grow Estorina here. It is an upgrade to sun sugar here. And if you've never grown a yellow cherry tomato, you're missing out. So there and we this, have. The sun sugar does tend to crack more. It does, tend to, but it's it's got such flavor. Everybody's just crazy, including mm -hmm. me. That's a good one. We're, we're excited to have this one right here. All right, mini me cucumber. All right, folks, Mini Me Cucumber is a smaller, slick. The outside of it is slick, but it is a smaller cucumber. But I, think about it, this right here. It's about the size of a pickle and cucumber. However, it's smooth on the outside. And that's great to grow up a vine. It's good to grow fine. Also, it's good to grow in small containers. Mm -hmm. It's a partha carpet, which if you don't know what that means, is it does not require pollination. So if you live in an urban environment or an environment where you're questionable about your pollinators, you can grow many me without any bees, without any pollinators there. It's a good variety right there. We're excited to have that. It's not going to be in those big slicers. It's that smaller cucumber there, slick leaf. I think everybody will love it. It's a, what we call a bait alpha type. And it is organic, isn't it? Let me get back to my notes here. Oh, yes. This is an organic seed also, folks. For you folks out there that love your organic seeds, this one is organic. 
All right, early flame pepper. For you guys out there that love to grow those hot peppers in containers, this one is specifically designed for container garden right here. It's a hot pepper. It's a hybrid jalapeno variety. Mm -hmm. It's a good one right here. It's got, kind of got a low plant habit. It's not gonna make a real big bush here. Great one right there to, to, to try growing your container peppers right there. Uh, let's see what else about it. Early maturing variety and uh, the fruit matures from dark green to red. Ooh. Harvest early for fresh or mature for red for making sauce. So this one would be a good one right here for your for your sauces if you like those hot ones because mm -hmm. it, it turns red on us. Early flame. Be good for um, you know fermented pepper sauce too. Yes, it would. All right, here's one red angel onion. Here we we needed to add a red. Intermediate day onion for you guys in the middle of the country. You want to grow a red onion, red angel right here is a great choice right there. Has a globe shape. Mm -hmm. Globe shape uh, onion right here. We was a little slack on our red onion for the intermediate day, so that's the reason we added this one right here. We try to cover reds and whites and yellows for everybody in long day, intermediate day, and short day. So here, red angel hits a very good variety. I was impressed with it, and that's the reason I wanted to add it. Alrighty here, sweet success cucumber. Sweet success cucumber here, folks, is an all-American selection winner, if you know what that means. And uh, this is a variety right here that produces those long, straight cucumbers. Now, if you want to grow one out in the garden, if I'm going to grow in containers, I'm not probably going to grow sweet success. Sweet success, I think, probably needs to be grown on a trellis there. It's a good trellis variety. So you will probably want to grow it out in the garden right here. Only produces female flowers. Mm -hmm. This is a 1983 All-American Selection. It's been around for a while, but here is the great thing about this right here, folks. This is another Partha carpet type. So if you don't have pollinators... You can grow this right here without pollinators right here. It's a good slicer. Mm -hmm. Great big slicer, unlike Mini Me there. But sweet success. Been around, proven variety, been around for a long time. Lufa gourd. Now, folks, there's different types of lufa gourds out there. Man, the first time I grew a lufa gourds mm -hmm. in the garden must have been in the what? The early 90s, the first time we grew it. You remember we had lufa gourd everywhere back there. Didn't we? We had it on a trellis behind the uh in the raised bed garden. We did. The very first time. We put it on a fence that was the back side of our garden, which is a perfect place to plant your loofahs at. And you can grow these loofah gourds. Now we have a gourd that's on our website called um, Vine Ochre. It is a type of loofah, but this type of loofah right here is the one you want to use for those it's crafts. dishcloth To gourd. make your dishes or one, soap. We one time soap. we did soap and we sliced them thin and filled them with soap. So we made our own soap back in the day. So this is your regular loofah gourd here that you want to use to make those sponges out of for, for dish sponges or for bath sponges. They're fun to grow. I don't grow them every year. I normally grow some type of gourd every year. I haven't grown loofah in a while here. I need to grow some. I think I want to make some soap this year. Really? Mm -hmm. I was debating with the, because I'm working on some gourds I grew last year, whether I want to grow birdhouse gourds or loofah gourds this year. I think loofah. Yeah. We, we have a lot of fun with loofah gourds. So there you have it, folks. Loofah gourds there. Put them on a trellis somewhere out of the way. They don't take a whole lot of care to grow. But if you got a fence that you're not using, plant loofah gourd on. Oh, I could plant them on my um, trellis. Arbor yep. thing I'm putting down there. Mm -hmm. Yep. 
Purple Magic Broccoli. All right. Another All-American selection winner right here. It's this has that stunning, bright, deep purple color right here that we love here. We wanted to add another uh, broccoli that had that really deep, deep purple it's color to it. supposed to be sweeter, more tender, yep. tastier. Yep. And it's pretty easy to grow. This thing here handles... This variety right here, one of the attributes of it handles heat well. So that's important for us in the south when we have those... We, we reach out into our spring, maybe a little longer than we, we if you're a little late plant that you're okay with this variety right here. It'll take the heat uh, and it takes stress well. Mm -hmm. So for a beginner gardener, purple magic broccoli is going to be a great variety right there. Oh, I saved one of my favorites for last. Mm -hmm. Now I'll tell you folks, I'm really excited about this one right here. We actually, it's a story behind this right here. This right here comes from Israel. And we actually got this seed in from Israel, and we all know they're having that war over there right now. So we was concerned about being able to make this transaction and everything. Thank goodness everything worked out fine. We had this flew in from Israel a few days ago on a cargo uh, jet. We got it in candy stevia. I'm excited about it. Yep, and uh, we're going to grow us some of this year. Days of maturity is 50, 60 days. It is a warm season thing. If you're not familiar with stevia, stevia is your answer to your processed sugar yeah. replacement. Natural, zero calorie. Mm -hmm. Now, <laughs> you can buy the stevia in the store, and I've looked at it, and I used to buy it, but it has... Um, a lot of ingredients added yeah, into so it. Yeah, so your natural product, you want to grow your own sugar. Here you go. Yeah, here's some that uh, I did, I watched, I think it was Living Traditions, and she made her own uh, stevia drops. And I followed her recipe, and that's what I put in my coffee in the mornings. It's also what I put in that elderberry mm -hmm. syrup that we use. Yeah, all the jump been going around, we've been on the elderberry thing, and we've been putting that, sweetening the elderberries a little bit. Candy stevia, folks, this is also an organic seed there. So, uh, of all the seeds, and I'm excited about all of our seeds this mm -hmm. year, I think this is probably my top favorite seed I'm excited about, mm -hmm. Candy Stevia. So there we have it, folks. We have covered a lot today. Now, we got a lot more new stuff coming mm -hmm. in, but that's just a that's just a sampling of some of these things. A teaser. That we got coming in. So here. all these are on the website, live. You can find them under... Um, new the, for 2024, you can actually get to the category. Yeah, you can search for them or just find them underneath for 2024. All right, Garden Spotlight of the Week. Is Catherine Osborne. She uh, bought these carrot seeds from us and growing them in her green stock. That's now, interesting. I, 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 yeah. I've never noticed anybody growing carrots in a green stock. Well, I think you'd want the type of green stock that has the deeper pockets. Oh, okay. You know, there's all different kinds out there. Yep. I'm I'm a big believer right now, and I guess the reason is I've had so much success, I think raised beds is also another perfect mm -hmm. place to grow carrots at. But she's in Alabama, Gulf Coast. She said this photo was taken uh, January the 2nd, mm. 2024. And she had 100% germination. Wow. Thank you, Catherine. That's impressive area with your carrot crop there. Yeah. That's interesting. And speaking of pictures, we've moved on the website to make it easier for you to find where to attach your garden pictures. And we'll show this on the screen, but 
under Halsh University, there's a link that says to submit your garden pictures. So if you'll go to that link and submit them there, um, we'll be sure to get them and show them on the show. All right, moving on to the old goat, folks. There's an old goat figurine hidden somewhere here on the set. If you find it, put the link, put it in the links below where you found it. And we do a draw in the following week to find out who the winner is. The winner from last week is Welch Farm NC. It's all one word there. Welch yeah, Farm I NC. think they're from North Carolina. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> So Welch Farm NC. I actually think that's, I think I may get his name wrong, but I think it's John Welch. Okay. Well, send us your uh, information to CustServe Hoss Tools. Your shipping information will send you a wonderful pair of Hoss Get Dirty Socks out. How about that? I want to talk about this course I'm taking just sure. a little bit. Sure. So some of our affiliates, Jewel Reagan and Kaylee Richardson. Not only are they affiliates, but they're friends of ours. Oh yeah, friends and affiliates. They've uh, developed this home apothecary course. Um, Jill's with Whispering Willa, Kaylee is the Honeystead. Mm -hmm. um, and they asked me to take it and see what I thought about it. And I am really enjoying it. I've really got into the herbalism in the last year. We use them a lot. Um, they saw the need for just the everyday person to learn about herbalism at all levels. So if you're just a beginner, you've never done anything, never read anything, this is the perfect course for you. It goes through the systems of the body and what herbs will act on those systems. There's 74 lessons, there's six hours of video, you can do it at your own pace. And then what I really like, because I'm a very visual person, is they've got a 125 printable PDF. So as you listen to the course, you can make notes on your um, what you're doing. So we're going to put a link down under the description if you want to go check this course out. I highly recommend it. Like I say, it's very down to earth, very simple to understand. They've broken it down. Uh, I think you would really be a great uh, course to get your feet wet. Yeah, since we added our herbs last year, I've been really interested in uh, how to use them and everything. So this is great. we got a great herb lineup to complement that course as well. So uh, there you have it. Man, we've got a lot of things going on for this year. Mm -hmm. Yep. All right, folks, thank you very much. Hope everybody fares well next week with the cold weather. And, uh, you know, right around the corner is springtime. Mm -hmm. We're all getting excited about seed starting, getting everything in the garden. Hope everybody protects their crops next week and comes out of that without a lot of damage. And uh, we'll kind of go from there. Thank you very much for watching. Now it's time for you to get dirty. Mm -hmm.